the ushers to pass out. Sean, would you pass out the emblems? Hallelujah. Praise God. Good morning, Victory Life, and all those that are tuning in. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here to honor the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're here to celebrate that 2,000 years ago, he sacrificed his life. A king sacrificed for every man, woman, boy, and girl. That you and I could spend eternity with him in a state in a, of, of uh, as the Bible says, even now, heaven came down and glory filled your soul. Well, once we go to heaven, you're going to be so filled with, uh, and continue to be filled and continue to be full of joy. But we get to celebrate his victory today. Amen. Today we celebrate what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. And once you've taken possession of the emblems that represent the broken body of the Lord, you may be seated. Hallelujah. I know we're gathered here today in his presence, but pretend you're Monday morning and you're spending time with the Lord over your kitchen sink or coffee table or wherever you might be here this morning or Monday morning. It doesn't just, it's Sunday morning we gather corporately, but Monday morning you can gather, you can have communion, take grapes and a cracker or whatever, celebrate with the Lord. And even if you don't break out communion, just celebrate what he has done. What we do is we fit, the Bible said, set your mind on him. Set your mind on things that are above. Not on the earth. You may have turned on the news and found out that uh, we already prayed for the 242 uh, Israelis that are captive. We've already, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, there's little children involved in that. There's older people over 80 years old. They're captive. They're, they're being uh, held by a violent force. Hamas means violence. And we're seeing this, folks. Matthew 24 is being played out before us. The Bible says the armies are going to surround Jerusalem. And right now we're seeing Iran and Russia. They have to have, that's why there's a Ukrainian war. They got to get down to over the Black Sea to attack Israel. We see all these armies coming against Israel. Uh, not in the fullness of it yet as it's going to be. But give it six months. Give it a year and see where it's at. It's not going back to normal. See, the world is going like this here. I want you to know, if you're thinking of, I wish it was back like in the 60s. For me, it's the 70s. You know, uh, I wish it would come back. Um, it's not coming back. I'm not being negative. I'm telling you, in this world is tribulation. Be of good cheer. He's overcome the world. So right now, in the midst of chaos, you are making it a place of triumph. But it took the blood of King Jesus and the broken body to make you whole. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. So let's celebrate the broken body. He says, when supper was ended, uh, they, well, first of all, they took the, the bread over supper and they broke it. And, he, and Jesus said to them, take heed, this is my body. I am going to shed my body. I'm going to take 42 stripes on my back. And through those stripes, according to the Bible, Isaiah, you shall be made whole. And if there's ever a time when we need wholeness. I mean, I, I heard the other day that all your, uh, the children that have AD, um, a, what's that again? ADHD can be prevented, but it comes in through the food supply. Stop. The, they say that the um, Hutterites, they don't have any of the, the, the virus situations because they didn't take, they don't take any of the shots. So, the, so you know, again, we can, we can list all these different things, what the food supply is doing, what the weather is doing, they're spraying chemicals in there, there's a purpose in the plant. We don't want to 
I don't want to give you an hour science lesson of what's going on out there. What I want to tell you is the king knew about it. And the king said, here's a broken body. Now again, use wisdom. I take pills as far as supplements and so forth. Use wisdom to keep your body healthy. But remember the broken body of the Lord. Always, the Bible says, if we uh, are careless with the things of God, if we esteem them lightly, they're going to kind of drift away. Because there's a devil that 24, he's a full-time devil playing with part-time Christians. Well, I'll serve him Sunday for an hour. No, that's not good enough. You're going to hook in because he's coming after you. Amen. He's coming. The Bible says it. He's seeking whom he may devour. He's seeking. And Jesus is seeking those that he can bless. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro. What is he looking for? People that are hooked up with the word of God. Because the angels will hear your words. You're going to hear more about this today. They're going to hear the words and say, Ah, we can move on behalf of these people. It's not going away. Father, thank you for the broken body. You at home, join us. Take communion. Thank you for the broken body. Thank you for the work that you did on the cross. The pain that you suffered after you left the Last Supper, you suffered for us immensely. But it was all under the guise, had, they, had the devil known what you were doing, he would not have crucified you. Had they known why they were whipping you, that you would take everything upon you, you would take every sin upon you, you would take every mental anguish upon you. So right now, body, you align yourself with the Word of God. He took the stripes. I declare, all heaven's going to back you up on this here. I declare my healing. I declare I am free. Every cell, jump open right now. Receive it. Receive it. Hallelujah. The words are going forth. They, and they are, are in my body. They're hearing. My ears are hearing. But my spiritual ears are hearing. I am whole. I am healed. I am set free. No mental anguish. No de de dementia. No cancer. No arteritis. Nothing in Jesus' name. This temple is going to stay in the, uh, in, in the alignment that God got us through the Son, Jesus. Through the whippings that he took. Let's partake of the body. And after supper was ended, he also took the cup, saying, this cup is my blood. Why blood? Because the, the shedding of blood. In the Old Testament, it covered sin. For us, it blots it out. You're not going to go up into heaven if you've made Jesus Christ the Lord and for, ask forgiveness for your sins. And uh, there's going to be a big screen in the sky where everybody's going to see all your sins. Remember the Chick Track magazines? This was your life. <laughs> and every sin is listed. I have an amazing Jesus who died for my past, my present, and my future sins. That makes me want to never sin again. Because I look at the sacrifice of what he took. I don't say, oh, I'm forgiven. Let's just party and do whatever we want to. I abhor from sin. when I sin. I want to go to the Father immediately. Even when I lay in bed at night, I hope you do this too. You ask and say, Father, if there's anything that is in my heart, anybody that I haven't forgiven yet, I ask for forgiveness. And it seals, it closes. He says he's faithful and just to forgive you because Jesus said, uh, sacrificed the blood. The Father looked at it and says, it is enough. It is enough. Your sins are paid for through the shed blood of Jesus. And why is that so important that one day I go to heaven? Absolutely. But even now, the wages of sin is death. So if you remain in sin, there's open doors where the enemy can come in and have a carnival in your life. I don't know why things are happening, but if you walk in unforgiveness, if you walk in in this sin or that sin, if you're robbing banks on a regular basis, stop. <laughs> you know, it's, 
it's you got to know that the shed blood forgave you but also that there is a responsibility to move forward in pureness and holiness thank you for the shed blood of jesus hallelujah thank you that as a new creature in christ jesus i buffet my body i keep it under i watch my mouth i watch my thoughts i watch my bodily actions Every member shall be subject to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord. We don't esteem it lightly. Thank you, Lord. I judge myself in everything and say, I'm reminded of the blood right now. As I partake of the blood, I reminded myself that they were paid for all sins in Jesus' name. Let's partake of that. Hallelujah. Someone shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You at home, shout hallelujah. Praise God. Shout hallelujah. Praise hallelujah. God. Thank you, Lord. That's a thousand times thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us this morning at uh, Victory Life Church and you online. Again, thank you, thank you, praise God. I believe we're going to move forward in spiritual things, right? When we come together, we are here to advance spiritually in things that uh, uh, the Lord has, has given us. The Bible says it's line upon line, it's precept upon precept. You're not going to get it all in one Sunday. In fact, the Apostle Paul said at the end of his life, he says, I have not obtained it all. You know, he, we know in part, we prophesy in part. Uh, and so Apostle Paul was aware of that. You never, I know it all in the Bible. You know, uh, <laughs> that would be nice. And, and even if you've read the whole Bible, you still, you go back to the very same scripture. And I've been doing this here with some of the scriptures that I'm going to share today. And uh, it's like, Wow, I've never seen this word before. I've never put emphasis on this here before and seen what the Lord wants me to see. And so, um, as I shared the other week, we're going to continue with uh, that in Genesis chapter 1, verse, verse um, 26. It says that God created man and he breathed into him the breath of life. Amen. So, uh, again, you were not made from clay, you came out of your mom, but the whole concept started with God. I believe that at conception, there's a, a, a spark, I've seen it, scientists have found out that, that that's when, when life starts, when that baby is conceived. And I believe it is the breath of God. It's, the Bible says, he lighteth every man that enters the world. Firmly, I believe that every child goes to heaven. Every child, before the age of accountability. And, and so he has lit everybody that, now again, that, was, that includes Mr. Hitler. But at the age of accountability, sin revived and you die. And so uh, then in, in um, it's verse chapter 2 of Genesis, verse 7, is where he breathed into you uh, and the, you became a living, talking spirit. So God knew how he designed you. Two eyeballs, one mouth, two ears, a spirit man that's hooked up to you. You know, when you get excited, what do you do at a football game? Yeah! Canucks are winning. Ah! I don't know. Anybody so follow the Canucks? I might this year pick it up again. But, but so there's a bit of excitement. You know, uh, when your, your favorite car wins in a race and all that kind of stuff, you're hooked up and all of a sudden your hands are ex the extension, and your mouth is the extension of your spirit man. I mean, look at that too. And so, why, why is that so important? Well, remember, uh, there's a gentleman that died for 45 minutes in an operating table, and uh, his name is Kevin Zadai, and when he returned uh, to earth, the last thing that God said uh, through Jesus, he says, Kevin, watch your words and watch your mouth. Uh, just, it's very important. There, there's a mechanical, uh, I always look at things mechanically because I like tinkering and so forth, but there's a connection to the words of your mouth. I was listening to a guy yesterday, he says, all heaven backs your words. 
They will honor your words. They will start moving at your words. They will do everything. All heaven, and, and again, if, if you are, you know what, we're not going to make it. We can't. This is impossible. All heaven will honor that. And they'll back up. They'll just, okay, okay. And therein lies the weak link of the chain in a lot of our Christian brothers, sisters, and in our lives. Therein it is. And again, I'm not, I don't walk around and I'm going to hear what Sean says. I'm going to hear what everybody says. I don't go and do that but I, because I have a big mouth. I have to watch myself. You know, I've got to be careful not to, oh, man, it's a cold. Oh, man, it's just, <clears throat> you know, just like, like all these confessions that are coming from the Spirit. Man. Even if you start out the day with a sniffle, start saying, I receive my healing or I have a healing. Even if you start out opening the bills, my debts are paid. I don't know how other than he knows how. I want heaven motivated on my behalf. I've got enough situations on this planet with people that are motivated by the devil that, uh, that I need to make sure that I am locked into the things of God and not be my own worst enemy. And so that's, we know that from Kevin Zeta um, that... Uh, I gave this, this testimony the other day, but uh, there was a, a couple that uh, their son was a real orangutan, and he would always do the wrong things. And, and so the, the Lord gave them a vision. They went up to heaven, uh, or he, I believe it was a husband, and he saw volumes of books, and the angels pulled out a certain book, and they opened it up. And the conversation that they were having around the table about their son was recorded. And it was like, oh, he's not going to make, he's this, he's this. Nothing positive, only negative. Just remember, you're the heavenly connection between uh, what happens around here and what, unfortunately, like if everybody, if it would work like this here, as soon as I said, oh, that tickles me to death, I would drop over, I think there'd be nobody making stupid comments anymore. But the Bible tells you as a, as a uh, guard your tongue, it says as a, you put a bit in a horse's mouth or as the ships are turned around with using the rudder, if any ship would immediately make a left-hand turn like that or right-hand turn, what would happen? It would capsize. But there's a gradual, if we understand that uh, it's not the fleeting words that we speak, it is the continual meditation of our heart. And we know that, um, let me just finish a few more testimonies. Um, we know that the whole universe, when it boils down to uh, a sim simple atom or neutron, the simplest and the smallest, what, who can tell me, some of you smart students, what is the smallest thing that they found when you divide everything in? Electron, even more. A quark. But it boils down to a sound wave. Yeah. A sound wave is the smallest and, and, and the, the thing that, well, the Bible says God spoke and there was planets. There's a solar system. And so wouldn't it behoove you to really, really, really understand what happens with my mouth? It was not just there to eat rice pudding. It's not just there to drink coffee. My mouth is used as a... Ephesians chapter 6, a sword of the Spirit, or it can be used for death. And a life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so we want to step out, uh, you know, however young you are, however old you are, whatever you are doing today, let's, let's, let's be aware of what we are doing with our mouth. And we know that uh, they've, they've done studies where you can take an egg and uh, put it down to rock music, harsh music. You can take water, and you can speak ugly over water. And uh, so the egg would actually, with harsh music, it would boil the egg, where, where, you know, like it would have an effect. The waves going through with harsh words. They found, uh, they did an experiment where they would take um, and label it. The guy would label uh, glasses of water, and he would have them over here. Then he'd have other glasses of water that he would speak well over. And they found that there is an arrangement of the crystals in the water from the speaking. 
This over here with negative words and comments and all that had brownish kind of a, it was, it was chaotic water. Over here where, the, where, where good things were said and spoken, there was crystals that were beautiful. And you're, what, 70%, 80% water? And, and we, would, we, we should, wow! So what do you say when you look in the mirror? Ugh. You know, I've got a zit here, I've got a this here, this is wrong. Come on, am I the only one that's ever done that? No, we've all done that. And yet we forget, Jesus is standing back of us saying, but I created you. I formed you in my mother's womb. And, and I, I desired for you to be the way you are. Get happy in that. Get excited in that. And put a smile on. It takes more muscles to frown than to smile. And so um, you say, well, you know, that's this little pep talk. No, this is actual. Let's take a moment and bless your body, bless yourselves, bless every part of you. Why would a battalion in the Second World War that uh, was reading Psalm 91, why would they survive? Not a single death. It was a Canadian battalion not a single death amongst them. What did they do different than others that lost a lot of soldiers? They would read Psalm 91 before they would get to the battlefield. They would read it out loud. You know, and, and what does it say, Psalm 91? First of all, we've got to de- dwell in that secret place of the Most High. What is that? You've got to have a relationship with Jesus. And it's not just a tank, you know, once, a, once on Sunday morning for an hour. You have a relationship with the Lord that you are more excited about Jesus than anything else. And if that's not you today, I need to talk to you. Because we're in the last of the last days. And what we do, we've got to do quickly. We've got to get our hearts aligned with Jesus. Or nothing's going to work and everything's going to work against you. It's like you're, you're stuck in second and third gear, somewhere there. And so we want to align ourselves. Have, the Bible talks about our conversation being a right. And the Bible is very clear on that. And uh, so we want to make sure that we're not, the water of our body is not being um, affected. I mean, you can, just through anger, you can, uh, I've heard this experiment done before, where you take blood out of a guinea pig and, uh, and uh, you, um, how did that go again? If you, if, under anger, when, yeah, when you inject angry blood into a person, uh, they kill the guinea pig in two minutes. It's, it's, there's a disturbance with anger, which is usually done with words and all that kind of stuff, and, and a heart. We want to go there. With me, go with me to um, Luke chapter 6. I want to see what the Word of God says on that. See, we, if we take the Word of God lightly of, well, that's really nice, uh, but not apply it, James says there's trouble. Trouble, trouble. Luke chapter 6, verse 44. Luke 6, verse 44. Say, it's talking about me this morning. All right, those that said that, listen up. For each tree is known and identified by its own fruits. For figs are not gathered from thorn bush, nor is a cluster of grapes picked from a bramble bush. The upright, honorable, intrinsical good man, Amplified Bible, out of the good treasure, the store of his heart produces what is upright, honorable, intrinsically good. And the evil man, out of the evil storehouse, brings forth, which is depraved, wicked, intrinsically evil. For out of the abundance, the overflow of the heart, the mouth will speak. That's just the way you're hooked up. I, I don't have to see your spirit, man. I already look at your mouth, and I look at your eye. And again, I'm not doing that to judge, but the mouth will always tell you where you're at. It'll tell me how excited you are about Jesus. It'll tell me what you're thinking about the political system. It'll tell me what you're thinking about your mate. It'll tell me what you're thinking about your kids. Because out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth will speak. And last week, we went into the book of Job, and we... Actually, on Wednesday, if you call my Wednesday, uh, we went to the book of Job 2. Job, in Job 3.25, says, The thing I feared 
greatly. Out of the abundance of my heart, I was so afraid of my kids that they were doing something wrong. And so he wasted his life. In fact, none of what, the, what happened to him would have happened had he kept his mouth shut. But he opened a door. Say open door. My mouth will open doors. He says, the thing I greatly feared. Well, how did we know that? Because he constantly said it. He said it. He says, I was afraid. I was not resting. I was troubled. And, and calamity came. And he, everything, and again, the devil knows what's in abundance in what, what you're releasing from your mouth. I don't think he believes, I don't believe he reads your mind. But he, he knows if you're excited about the th things of God. He knows if you're walking in the word. He knows if you're uh, basically faking it. And, and, and so be careful because he's going to and fro seeking whom he may devour. So if we're like, oh, nothing's working out. Just like the hawk. He'll just, it'll come down there and eat your lunch. And again, it may not happen in 24 hours, but don't even open the doors. Because it may take you time to dig out of, you know, you start believing God for a certain situation, and it may take you time to dig out because you, you went down that far. And so we want to make sure what's coming out of my heart in abundance. And Job, uh, Job's wife, remember the, her? She sat back and she says, you know what, why don't you just curse God and die? So she was not hooked up to God the way Job was hooked up. So she made the statement, out of the abundance of her heart, Job's wife spoke. She obviously looked at his suffering and said, oh man, what a God. You know, obviously maybe she didn't go to church like he did or whatever, whatever kind of form of worship they had. But out of the abundance, she, she spoke. And he had to rebuke her. He says, no. And he said, I'm hanging on to God. I'm going to, I know what, what I feared. And then all of a sudden there came two of his friends. And they sat with Mr. Job. And they said, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's this. And, and they were all, if you look at the end of Job, uh, the book of Job, uh, the Bible says that God came down and said, guys, you're speaking cor incorrectly about me. You're saying the wrong thing. So you have to be careful in the book of Job. All these things that Job lists 120 times, he would say foolish things about God. Though he was a good guy, he was speaking foolishly about God. And so, uh, again, that is a picture for us to be careful. Don't listen to friends that say whatever they say. That is contrary to the things of God. Oh, yeah, we used to believe in healing. Oh, yeah, we used to give. Oh, yeah, we, you know, there's tons of them. The Bible says there's going to be tons of them. They're family members are going to be tugging at your heart. Don't go there. Don't allow anything that's contrary to the will of God. Is it based on the Word of God? Is my teaching based on the Word of God? Let me give you my opinion. I don't want to hear it. I don't even want to hear my own opinion. Come on now. Well, I think, no, I, the word says, amen, nothing less will do. It is written, the word says, Jesus says, I'm not moving away from anything that the Father says to me. If he says, do this, I'll do it. If he says this here, if he says, say this, I'll say it. Jesus was very careful with his words. It's the loose lips that sink ships. You ever heard that saying? The water of life cannot go and hit you and sink your ship, but the loose lips sink ships. And so we got to be careful because you, according to Jesus, out of the abundance of your heart. So what are we putting in their abundance? Will you tell me? What goes in the abundance? I want to, I, you know, we've been digging away at, at different ministries that are flowing in the anointing. I'm believing God. Sister Billy said it. We were watching her the other day. We're believing God for an even greater increase of the glory of God in this place. I'm not settling. Oh, we've had a few healings lately. Yeah. Praise God, we're pushing on to the mark of the high calling. Brother Hagen apparently, he wrote down every scripture on the glory. Why would I want to do that? Why would he want to do that? Why would Jesus come to Brother Hagen and say, write down every scripture on the glory? Because he's out of the abundance of the heart. He's loading himself with scripture. Oh, oh, the glory of the Lord. The fullness of the glory. He's loading his heart. 
Just like he did when he was laying on his deathbed. He was loading his heart. All he could do is turn the Bible like this here. This is what he could do to read his Bible because his hands weren't working. His legs weren't working. His body wasn't working. He was laying bedfast. And one day, it all worked again because the power of God came down when he found Mark eleven twenty three, which happens to say, if you say to the mountain, do what? Say to the mountain, say what? Be removed. Be cast into the sea. And you don't doubt in your heart. Again, is the heart loaded? You will have whatsoever you say. Everybody puts scriptures in between or saying, yeah, but if it's the will of God, yeah, but if God allows it, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but no, 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 no. If you load your heart with the word of God, if you say then, after loading your heart, so that you be like Jesus or Job will be fully loaded, your heart is full. See, people try that. I, I remember one guy coming up and saying, oh, I can do what Hagen did, you know, but he never loaded his heart. So he came in the healing line and boom, he died anyways because he didn't spend the 16 months uh, loading his heart. Say, loading my heart. I'm telling you, that's the fun part. Loading your heart. Get you, right now, you are the author of your life. And what you load in your heart, loading in your heart. What I'm excited about is, see, God already moved. 2,000 years ago, God already said yes and amen to every promise. And so as I lay here or stand here, you know, let's say I lay in bed or whatever, and the promises of God, yes, he already said yes to that. And so let's say this, let's go with healing. So I'm sick, I'm laying on the bed. Yes and amen. I see it, I finally see that through the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. Now tomorrow, that's the first time I saw that scripture, and now I'm going to go and uh, go to the pastor and he's supposed to pray over me. Guess what happens? Not much. That's why we always, even on a Sunday with a healing miracles, we want you to have a loaded heart when you come up. Yes. How, why would you want that? Because the woman with the issue of blood, she did her homework. She studied. She re removed everything negative, brought out everything positive. She was so moved that she would not care if she died that day from, um, from the hands of the Sanhedrin and all those that could kill her for being out on the street. You were not allowed to be on the street with her condition. She had blown all her money and all that, but she kept saying as she pressed behind, if I but touch his, the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. That I call an educated touch. She came and says, you know what? I'm going to speak to that mountain. You know what? I have a loaded heart. And you know when you're loaded. You know when your bank account is full. You know when your heart bank account is full. Oh, I just, I don't know. Yes, you do. You will know that you know, and you'll push your way through the crowd. You won't care what anybody says, and you just know that you know that you know that you know. You just know. Why? You have taken the scriptures, like Brother Hagen, the glory scriptures. That's why when he moved in the spirit, there is such a move. He didn't just find one glory scripture and then head out on that. He found, just like Jesus, found himself in the word of God. What did he do? He loaded himself. He loaded the word into himself. He went to the Father at night and spent time. The whole group of people went over here. Jesus, come on, there's a party over here. He went over here and he loaded himself. He spoke the word of God. He stayed with the Father. Father, I come to do your will. The Father would let download to him and he would find himself in the word of God. That the spirit of the Lord, oh, that's the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to heal to set the captives free. Jesus wasn't just sitting at the, you know, the 7-Eleven or Tim, uh, Tim Hortons all the time and just like, you know, playing games. He loaded himself with the word of God. Because the Bible says he found himself. And he came in the power of the spirit out of the, when, when the father came and says, you're my beloved son, I am well pleased with you. Then he went in the power of the Spirit into the wilderness. And he wasn't afraid of anything. When the devil came, 
It is written. That written had to be in him first. See, people say, well, it's all automatic for Jesus. No, he found himself in the word of God. He studied to show himself approved. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth. And so everything that you find in the gospels and the epistles, you know, some people, I heard one guy yesterday, he said, and he's, he's saying, you know, Jesus never mentioned uh, uh, same-sex marriage or something like that. He was mute on that. I thought, you ignoramus. You know, you know what an ignoramus is, right? Someone that ignored going to Rhema. Ignoramus. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Jesus is not just the red letters in the gospel. Jesus is from Genesis to Revelation. Before Abraham was, I am. Every word. And so when he had um, the... Apostle Paul, write down, study to show yourself approved. That's Jesus saying, Paul, write this here. This is what they need to receive. This is how their spirit man is going to grow. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. Amen. And so, hallelujah. Thank God I have a Bible. Say, thank God I have a Bible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And it goes on to say, let me read it again. An evil man from the evil storehouse brings forth that which is depraved, wicked, and intrinsically evil. For out of the abundance, the abundance, it seems to be the direction of the Spirit of God, out of the abundance, folks, again, abundance, out of the abundance comes healing, out of the abundance comes destruction, out of the abundance comes whatever is necessary for life and godliness, out of the abundance... The overflow, the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Hallelujah. So the overflow, this is when it's productive, either in a negative or in a positive way. Why? He goes on to say this. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not practice, say what? Practice what I tell you. What do you mean practice? Anybody ever been on a sports team? Do you practice? Yeah, you practice. Would your coach put you in if you skip practices? Probably not. I mean, if they're desperate for players. But practice. I mean, practice makes... Amen. And so Jesus says, and again, maybe these guys heard him once. We know when the disciples went on the Sea of Galilee with Jesus. Remember how the boat filled up? This is a picture of most people is a boat is filling up with water. Jesus is sleeping. Or you can say nowadays uh, the boat is, you know, there's trouble in the Jesus boat. And Jesus is sleeping on the pillow. Why? He's trusting that people would have practiced. Say practice. What he had taught them four times in Mark chapter 4. And again, the word of God is this way. And again, the word of God is like, you know, you put seed in the ground. You know, the word. Remember, guys? The word. Remember? This is a, I'm saying the word. It goes into the ground, and it'll come up a harvest. Remember that, guys, because we're going over to the other side. Remember that, okay? Remember that. Four lessons in Mark in um, Mark chapter 4. Then he go into the boat, and then Jesus says, okay, I'm going to sleep. We're going to the other side. A storm comes. It's half full of water, and they're all not practicing the word of God. They're not practicing. Say, I'm practicing. From now on, I'm practicing. I mean, if you're at home by yourself, there's nothing better than walking the floor. I have a, a place I walk the floor. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for abundance. Thank you for more than enough. Thank you that through the stripes I'm healed. Thank you for my children. Yeah. Hallelujah. My children serve the Lord. My children are, what's happening? Hallelujah. My heart's hearing me. And again, it's like a two-edged sword. It goes out of me, but it goes into me. It goes, scriptures go into me. And we know from last week's study, we know that the cells open up. We know there's parts of the brain that only open up when the word of God is spoken. And so when the, um, I call my children blessed or I call them the heritage of the Lord, hallelujah, they're yours, Lord. I see them rising up above. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. No evil shall befall them, neither shall any plague come near their dwelling. I'm hearing it, I'm releasing it. I'm hearing it, I'm releasing it. It's working in me. It's working in me. 
I literally should ask everybody that, guys, have you practiced the word concerning your situation? And most of the time, you won't even need healing. Have you heard yourself speak in the victory? Because we're talking spirits. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? For everyone who comes to me and listens to my word in order to hear the teaching and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man, verse 48, building a house who dug and went down deep and laid the foundation upon the rock. And when the floods arose and the torrents broke against the house and could not shake or move it because it had been securely built, founded on the rock. We're not going back to normal. It's time to dig deep. Kids, it's time to dig your foundation deep in the things of God. Moms and dads, help your kids. Help them stay on the rock. Oh, I don't want to, you know, don't want to read. Come on. You, you're the parent. Amen. You get to pray over them. Get to build into them the word of God. I heard, Renee, when you said that your kids speak the word before they leave. There are a few Sundays ago. I mean, that just blessed my life. Whoa, they read that, you know, read over themselves. How, what kind of a day is going to be? Let me find out from the Word of God. Oh, it's going to be a glorious day. It's going to be a wonderful day. What days are going to be for your kids? Well, I don't know. There's a bully, you know, at school, and I've been failing math and all that kind of stuff. Whoa, shush. We're going to turn that around. That bully is going to be your friend. You're going to get good grades in school. Amen. Oh, come on. That's a positive thing. No. The Word of God says, above and not beneath. The head and not the tail. The Bible talks about security. We're not just wishful thinking. Positive thinking is not going to do what the Word does. Science has discovered a part of the brain, I'll say it again, that only works with the Word. They also found another part of the brain that's only activated when you pray in tongues. So imagine some part of your brain, if you're never... Speaking in tongues, it never operates. What is speaking in tongue? It's a secret language between you and God. I'm going to dig down deep. Say, I'm going to dig down deep. Really deep. I'm going to wash my mouth. I'm going to load. I'm going to load the word into my life. You know what? If I would have preached the exact same message I had last week, and then next week again, next week again, you might, your flesh will come up and say, didn't you already share that? But your spirit man will say, he's just loading me. Yeah. He's just loading me. He loves me enough to not just gloss over and give, teach me something new, pastor. No, teach me something that will move me down the street, make me solid. You know, folks, uh, close with this example. There's a time we, we were down in Branson, Missouri, and a tornado had just gone through Joplin. I'm telling you, it was at least uh, half a mile to a mile wide, everything gone. We drove there, but we turned into Branson first. And uh, we found, how many have ever been to Branson? Anybody? Got to go there, it's kind of cool. Uh, a ten and a half thousand people live there. Just, it just fills up. There's, there's nothing but play stuff there. There's a, you know, the Titanic. There's, a, you know, there's Ripley's Believe It or Not and all these different shows that you can watch and all that. Not that we do that. We go there for the Billy Brown prayer meeting most, mostly and shopping, of course. <laughs> but anyways, so um, we, were, we, we drove through there after the tornado. And so you had to dodge stuff on the street and all that. Joplin was where we were headed. Just took a little... Uh, detour because Candace was playing basketball uh, where they won their championship. Did I, did I say that? Yes. <laughs> Snuck that in. Snuck that in. <laughs> At the same time, I didn't know, but Reverend Chip Brim, where Billy Brim Ministries, Canada, uh, had a house on a certain street there. And uh, when he saw the tornado coming, they had an agreement with the Lord. That's what we do. We got a covenant. It's called a covenant. 
No evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. They had a whole bunch of houses down that street. They had drug dealers on that street. And so he, um, with, with his wife's agreement, they agreed not one shingle off the roof. So the tornado came down. Everybody. Come on. Sound effects. We, we were in the Branson Hotel another time, and a tornado was outside. We had to sit in the bathroom just overnight. Sounds like a freight train. Anyways, so houses were destroyed. Some more, some less. Not one shingle off Reverend Chip Rim's house. And so he opened the door, and guess what happened? The neighborhood came. How come, how come your house didn't have a shingle blown off? We dug deep. I'm not saying he said that, but I'm just telling you. We dug deep. You think Billy's boy wouldn't have dug deep and, and stood on the Word of God and preached the Word of God? He took the time and to form, remember the secret place of the Most High in Psalm 91? He took the time when he was coach at lunch to skip his lunch just to get into that secret place of the Most High. Because he was so busy this time and this time, he would take this period just to spend time with God. What was he doing? Help me out. Digging deep. So out of the abundance of his heart, not one shake came off his roof. Oh, that was pure coincidence. And that, that thing just, he said it was standing at the end of the street and it didn't come any further. Same guy. Same wife. Leaving Branson to go back to Missouri. There's a state line where you cross over in uh, Missouri from Branson to Missouri to Springfield, which is in, I don't know where it is. But anyways, there's a state line. And so another storm had hit. And all the lights in Springfield were off. Say all the lights. You can verify this. Phone chip room. So him and his wife pulled over when the storm was happening and the prayer of agreement. So they agreed together, not their house. All the lights in Springfield, except for one house. How many houses? One. Was lit up. Their house. Okay, what happened? All the neighbors like Chip would do, all the neighbors. What did he do? He dug deep, built his house on the rock. It's for the glory of God. The power of God is present to heal everybody. The power of God is available for all of us. And all we do is load our hearts with the word of God. And really, obviously, it'll form lifestyle. It'll form, form habits, attitudes, everything. Out of the abundance of your heart, the talking spirit will talk. And you will be more than a conqueror. This is the lowest you're going to get ever. You'd agree with that? No, I only got three agreements. Is this the lowest you're going to get? Yes. Say yes. yes. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Because why? Because you're going to go home and you're going to load your heart. Yes. You're going to fill your heart with all the good things because uh, Peter says all the promises were given for life and godliness. Yes. So we load our heart. How do I do that? Have you, how many have heard of Google before? No, you haven't? Huh? Google. Yes. Google. Yes. Google. All right. It's, it's a great help. Google healing scripture. They all come up. Google glory scriptures. It's that easy. Where are you hurt? What's happening? Load your heart. Be a talking spirit from an abundant heart. And your life in that area won't go any lower. Do you agree with me? See where two more agree. Another scripture comes in. We agree. We're going on. We're going higher. Our bills are paid. Our bodies are healed. F family members are coming back to the Lord. I could give you testimony after testimony. Somebody prayed two weeks later. Someone who hadn't called them for years. You know, a child or whatever. Mom and dad, I'm coming home. 
Or we want to phone the police first and we want to this, that, and, and run around and tell everybody, hey, my child is this and this. No, 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 no. Go home. Father, I'm going to load. Children's scriptures. Runaway children's scriptures. They're all over the place. What do we do? What do we release in our heart? How do we overcome the situation? Load. Dig deep. And out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth will speak. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. If you're hearing me for the first time, the Word of God says, Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What happens? You release your desire. I want, Jesus. I want this Jesus. Amen. I want to serve him. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. So we're going to do that right now. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Pray this with me. Jesus, Jesus. we believe... That you died on a cross for all of my sins. I now speak, confessing you as my Lord and Savior. That means I am now born again. And on my way to heaven. Hallelujah. If you've prayed this for the very first time, would you call us at 250-862-3044? We would love to send you material, pray with you again, pray over your body if you need healing. If you need healing right now, just stretch out your hands. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now we speak to arthritis, cancer, dementia, uh, blood clots, in the mighty name of Jesus, and we declare freedom right now. Amen? Freedom in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Through the stripes of Jesus, you are made whole. Whole. Hallelujah. Whole. Hallelujah. Now go Google some of those scriptures on healing. And you will find that it's all true. Jesus did that. Load yourself so that you maintain your prayer, the prayer that we just prayed. That you would say, wait a minute. Hallelujah. I am the whole. I am healed. I am set free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God bless you and have an amazing rest of the day. Amen. Well, stand up. Sit in for a while. Praise the Lord.